Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 225 for March 4th, 2020. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Klingspore, Joshua Alexander, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What are we working on? Eyebrows Bill Lutz, what's happening? I am still working on my uh, workbench. Week 34, how's that going? It's going so well. I, uh, I I got it. Um, it's I'm about eighty percent there. I'm wow. about eighty percent there. Wow, that's yeah. quick. It's it's, it's uh, <laughs> how long did you work on your rural bench? I know it's about several say, years. Several careful years. who's throwing okay, stones there. But no, yeah. I, I posted some pictures. I, I've gotten the, the basically the frames done. All I got to do is put the drawers in. And um, put the top on and finish the top. I, I've done all the finish work. I decided I had a bunch of leftover paint from the salon, so I did the mint green weathered look. Like this thing's going to look like the base is going to look like it's it's been out in the weather. Maybe it's been painted a couple times in its life. Mm. You know, it's just got that really cool worn look to it. What I like about doing that is I've got. Uh, the original Harbor Freight wood. I've got some old redwood planks that I use for parts of it. I've got the four by four construction things from the legs of my old tail. All these different woods and species. When you paint something, you basically it's like it's like a rug. It ties everything together. Right? Uh, yeah, great reference. I mean, yeah. Hey, but it does. I mean, when you paint it, and especially when you can distress it, it makes it look like you can't tell that this is all different woods from different times. Right. You know, it all looks like it was. This is the unit. It was built this way, and now it's old. I mean, it's. I loved it. As I huh. as I'm doing it, I'm like, I always think too. Is this going to match? Is this going to work out? Is it going to be going to be tail? And you can't. I love it. I love it. Just the way it looks is awesome. So you homogenize it. I wonder if we could do that to people. If we just painted everybody the same color. Earthquake, I believe that movie. Here's a pop reference for you. The movie Earthquake, at the end of it, a uh, little kid looks up at the oh, cop and, and they're all covered, in, covered in ash. And he says, yeah. look, they're all they're all gray or whatever he said. Ah, yeah. That's clever. Oh, I, remember, I like, it was that. like the, They're all people. That was like a Michael Bay movie or something. One of those just like over the top, like special effects movies and stuff. But then there's that one little scene and, and you know, they huh. tug on the hard strings. It was actually pretty horrible movie if i remember correctly i didn't see it, it but was. i did see the big lebowski <laughs> yeah bubby <laughs> the rug ties it all together yeah so i'm man. working on that on my rug man and then i realized that i don't have a workbench now for the fact that uh casey and i went shooting which was fun except when i came home to go clean my guns out on my bench i had no bench to clean my guns so i had to make a use of my table saw i guess <laughs> but it worked hmm uh, I, I pictured the dining room table, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I actually pictured... We don't have a dining room table. I pictured <laughs> the floor of the living room, just sitting, crisscross applesauce, messing around with bullets. I don't think... In his boxer I could, shorts. I don't yeah. think... 
I would be like a turtle on my back trying to get up or down into that position. There's there's no crisscrossing my legs ever again. That's just not going to happen. Really? No. Okay. Um, anything else? Um, other than I'm just I'm glad to be here with you guys. I, I, I Every week it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, I just love you so much. Go ahead. I don't know what to do with that, but thank you, I suppose. Tim? Um, I'm... I just finished up the five string guitar. I've got, I'm still working on that electric pipa. Um, like a lot of just designing and thinking. I just cut another model out today and I think I have the, because I'm, I'm doing rough cuts out of MDF before I get into it just to make sure all the math's going to work right. Um, and then I got another guitar client that I just picked up um, where the guitar is going to be just a, a basic model, one of my guitars, but we're going to do some interesting stuff with the look of it. Um, Ooh, are you going to put a B bender in it? No, I'm not going to put a V-Bender in it. Um, oh, he, that would be great. <laughs> They're all the rage from what I understand. <laughs> I don't have no idea what a V-Bender is, but it sounds uh, cool. Uh, oh, it is a very cool mechanism, for sure. Um, and the... Um, uh, but he has a, it was a video game that he mentioned, I forget the name of it, but I guess the premise of this video game is that it's the 1950s and someone actually did drop the bomb and so now it's like the future. So it's this like post-apocalyptic world that where technology stopped developing in the 1950s. So it has oh. a sort of 50s, it's almost like cyberpunk or like steampunk where it's like the world from the 1890s in the future, but this is like the 1950s in the future. So there's a lot of potential to do some kind of cool, cool stuff with the design, you know what I mean? Right. As weird as that sounds, that actually does sound really super cool. Right. So I, I'm already like I, I, my buddy Rob that makes my pickups for me. I already contacted him, and he does a lot of stuff with new old stock pickups from like the '60s and stuff. And yeah. so I, I kind of pitched him the idea. I was like, "You got anything rusty?" And he pulled it this like really cool humbucker cover from God only knows what. You know, it's just like not like a typical thing. I'm like, perfect. Let's do it. You know, I'm looking into how to like antique brass and stuff to put on mm. it. And, you know, mm. but cool. um. But then there's the the big thing. I mean, I, I I can start talking about now is that I bought a truck. <laughs> it's not a truck. Explain. Um, well, the last I, thing you bought, you called a truck, also. Right. Then, yeah. And this is a little bit different. But um, so I've had this idea kicking around for a while that I wanted to have some sort of uh, retail space, like to move my shop into like I was looking into buying an old like like burnt out factory building in town or something and renovating it to have a shop and a retail space because my current shop I love but it's not retail friendly and as I went down that path and was looking into that it was very expensive very complicated and it would have made been I would have been doing a lot more business and a lot less creative stuff so like I just didn't want to tackle that I didn't want to dedicate that much of my bandwidth to running a building um, but I still that didn't solve my problem and then I had the idea it's like well, what if I got a truck and I made it a mobile guitar uh, like studio, basically. Uh, that way I could take that to the shows when I go and um, set it up. I could basically set up a pop shop wherever I want, you know, set it up at, you know, I can go to a farmer's market and just open up and, and it's not a big deal. It's not like hours of work because the truck is always ready to go. You know, obviously there's branding potential in it. Um, and so I, I've been working on this for a while. I've been working with all my sponsors because I needed to get, you know, some financial assistance to make it happen. But I've got all my sponsors whom I love. They're all like my friends, you know. Um, I sold enough of them on the idea and uh, I was able to go out. And so I bought a 1995 uh, Grumman Olsen truck, which is like a, if you picture like a FedEx truck or a UPS truck, or, you know, it's, it's one of those. Um, 
and I I've been looking for a while and I found this one just the, it was perfectly convenient because it was less than a half hour away uh, it was the right size and and vintage I was looking for it was gas instead of diesel which is something I was looking for because my mechanic is not comfortable on diesel and I want to have him involved in the project he's like a buddy where he's going to be in videos with me. But so the idea is that I'm going to convert this truck and it's going to be, have a stage on it and be a mobile um, guitar studio. There's going to, it's going to be off-grid, so I'm going to have battery-powered amplifiers in there. Eventually, I hope to have solar panels on it and stuff. And just do this sort of unique, I don't want to say like shopping experience because that sounds cheesy. Just like I want it to just be a unique experience, you know, and it'll be a... Well, you're, you're going to go you're going to go to, 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 to shows and to... Um guitar things and you're going to try and sell your wares anyway why not sell your wares in the way that you want to right right so the idea if you go to like you know the the east coast guitar show um and mm -hmm. you know normally you'd go in and everybody has like a little eight by eight booth and we have our little you know trade booth set up and stuff and i put a lot of effort over the years into developing something that looks different instead of just having an eight foot table with a bunch of guitars on it but it's never been right and happy and it's just a big pain in the butt setting it up so I had this, this, I was like, well, what if it, if I park out in front of the door, obviously I still pay to be a member of it. So I'm not just going to crash it. But now on the first brand you see when you walk into the building, the last brand you see when you leave and the most unique, there's no way anybody's going to forget that name and that experience uh, of, you know, walking in through the passenger side of the truck and through this, basically this, uh, it's almost like a Disney ride. You know, it'll be like, I have this idea for this, this treatment that'll be inside the truck. And then you walk out the back and it, it's probably not going to be the best setup for selling in like a crowded situation like that because people are going to feel that pressure to kind of move through and get out if there's a line forming or whatever but it'll be an, a unique and interesting experience and and be we'll more back. about you know right it'll be branding developing and i plan on like the the truck i bought um i was looking for one with the roll up top because i wanted to have a a stage area that i could have come out the back of the truck um and the one I bought had that, that door is broken. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't have to worry about it now. I'm going to pull it out because the roll-up actually makes the ceiling a little low anyways. So I'm just going to bust out the door, and I'm going to build a new door that folds down like a stage. So now I'll extend there you go. I'll extend the length of my truck by six. Drawbridge. Right, exactly. And it'll extend the length of my truck by six feet. So I have six more feet out and by about six feet wide. Uh, an additional 36 square feet on this, this platform that then I can also... Like, you know, there's a farmer's market all summer in my town. Like, I'm not going to sell guitars at the farmer's market, but there's no reason why I couldn't go park the truck down there, and they usually have a guy playing acoustic guitar at it. Have him sit on my truck, and now every time, you know, it's, it's drawing attention for him. It's helping him out. It's my, my logo's there. It's helping the event out because I have a PA system built into this truck. And I'll... I'll You'll have an opportunity right. to buy some more broccoli. I can get my broccoli, you know. You and um, cutting boards. I can, yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to sell cutting boards out of it for sure. <laughs> I mean, you can buy an expensive... What about guitar body shape cutting board. You can buy an expensive cutting board with strings on it if you want. <laughs> now you're thinking. But I can, I can rent the truck out or leave the truck by just simply pulling my inventory off the truck. And, or I can hang out with it and just talk to people and let them know I exist and, and just have fun. You know? yep. I just see it as a potential. I'm gonna, the soft debut of the truck is um, I wanted to put a debut like timeline on it for me is going to be at the the maker camp up by Duressa's farm in October the plan is to drive that truck there and have have it set up and have musicians playing off of it at that event so that's about six months this, away this would kind of open up um I know you don't like crafts fairs but it might actually be the same setup at a craft fair that might be kind of the thing well too, no exactly if if I can go into these fairs and I don't have to like unload and set up and then repack and then go right. I'll be more willing to do that stuff and hang out and I won't have that pressure on me of like oh I got two hours of work of bringing all this stuff out and setting up instead it'll just mm -hmm. be this pleasant 
experience. Um, you know, like be like, hey, get in the van. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not creepy at all. Yeah, no, not at all. But I've been, you know, I've been putting a lot of thought into how I can make it not creepy. Like I was thinking about a camper, and I was thinking about other types. But it's like it had to be one of these bread trucks for it to not be creepy. Like if it was a camper, it would be creepy. If it was a trailer, it would be creepy. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. this seemed like the best way to do it. And uh, let's yeah, call, let's so call it the least creepy. But uh, yeah, the, I you know mean what? that'll. It's all about the outside and the graphics on it. Yeah, exactly. and what you say because and, if and you the, make it obvious what it is, it's not going to be creepy. It has to be very if you well say, hey, lit. Hey, come inside. Let me show you my stuff. Yeah. That might be a little. Get weird. in the right. van. Let me show you my wood. Doesn't sound yeah. great. No, no, you got to You got to say it a little differently, you know. But um, but yeah, it has to be it has to be well lit and inviting. And I might even like I don't want to do it because <laughs> the of candy. the. <laughs> yeah, oh, free candy, the arrow, you know. Right. But um, I like I might open up one of the walls, like a big window, you know, like um, like a food truck would have, just to get right. the so people can see in it from outside. Um, so that'll right, you know, and then so there's there's a bunch of different things. Uh, I kind of want that wall space, but at the same time, it'd be nice to have people be able to see in, so they wouldn't feel as weird. Yeah. You know, so we'll, I'd so, spend but, some uh, money but, on the graphic design and do a proper wrap because that I mean that's your brand, that's your. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wrap it. I'm going to do because one of my sponsors is Total Boat, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna paint it um, and use their their uh, aluminum boat paint because the body's aluminum. So it, mm-hmm. it's you know. It, what if you What if you got some local artists? I mean, I know you're an artist. Don't get don't. Oh yeah, no, that's. I got some lo- some local artists to maybe like come and do that so they can sign it. You're giving them uh, recognition too. They're getting paid like, an exposure. Them. Yeah, oh yeah, right. just like you, Phil. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, there's. I haven't gotten. I have some basic ideas for what I want the exterior to look like. Um, that is a potential. I don't want it to look too hippie-ish, you know. Yeah. Because that's not. I don't want mm-hmm. to get like rainbow swirls and stuff, or like a, or like a wizard van or anything like that. Um, I want it to be very basic graphics, and I also plan on doing some of the graphics out of hollow core doors. I want to have wood, like on the outside, like you know, so, like the logo and wood and stuff. So I've got so an you idea. Glue things to the truck. Some of it, yeah, it'd be glue and paint. Yeah, not hippieish, but also try and keep it from too redneckyish because you kind of look like a redneck. Mm. Right. It has to. It, I want it to be. I want it to be sort of modern and um, minimalist. You know, um, with you know, but eye eye catching. Uh, obviously, wrapping would be the easiest way. But I just wanted to. I want to do something different. You know. Okay. Uh, because that's what I do, and. Um, that's probably going to be the la- like I'm going to do the interior first I think because that's what needs the most thought put for into sure. it. for sure you know it's but I was thinking function. about I think I mean for the interior I have some ideas with LED lighting and you know of making it yeah. uh, so when you walk in it's just like a it's just like a space and the other thing this truck uh, could be used for is potentially as a recording studio too because uh, I plan on making it sound good in there mm. um, you know so there's a lot of potential for what it can be used for. Now, I don't think this would apply to that truck, but if you can make it happen, you will have something unique. If you can make somehow the back door, you're going to fold down the drawbridge, yep. I get that, but then make that opening also be an iris door to where it just goes... Well, you're, you're close to what I'm thinking of doing. I have a couple different ways. Um, Star Trek, I get it. Well, no, but yeah. Um, Stargate, Phil, come on, get with it. <laughs> no, I was thinking about having it because the truck is, you know, about seven feet wide. The door's about six feet wide. Um, so if if it's just the size of the door, that's six by six, basically, which is a pretty small stage. It's like a guy with an acoustic guitar, but I'd like for, like, duos or trios to be able to play on it. So 
either I'm going to have uh, two, like three foot wide wings that fold out to add six feet to it. So now it becomes a 12 foot wide stage. Or what I'm hoping to do is have it so the door drops down into the stage position and then you can grab either side like a like a dining table and extend it out and put a leaf in the middle. Um, hmm. I think that'd be like a really cool, and that would add, I could do a 40 inch leaf in the middle because then that leaf could go into the truck just flat on the floor in between the wheel wells. Um, and that would give me about, you know, almost a 10 foot stage, uh, which would be perfect. That's interesting, but that would be, I think, annoying to have to manage that leaf. I think your idea of the fold-out, if you built them as torsion boxes, is probably your best bet because then it just folds in and then it's the door. Right. Um, the problem you can with use that the is, torsion box for storage, too, of like cables and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Um, um, and it could they could maybe even not go all the way to the ground. If I built them right, they could like go up against the legs that would hold the center part. Um, there's there's potential for that. Uh, the, the other thing I'm thinking about, too, is that I want it to like, like look nice close while I'm driving because now you're looking mm-hmm. at the bottom of a you know so there's a lot of there's some of those types of things that go into it too it would look like a big chest as it's closed oh yeah I could put the torsion boxes to the outside and make the truck longer yeah interesting yeah that's not a bad idea none of my ideas are bad fold- ideas well I was thinking of having a fold up so they'd be on the inside but that way the tops of them would become the exterior mm-hmm. back of the truck yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's another. This is what's so fun about it. And and like like Vance and I spent like an hour vamping different ways of doing this. And you know he had some fun ideas. And and then like you know I've thought about like ten different ways to do it. And now there's an eleventh. You know I love this. I prefer thirteenth. Thirteenth, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, but so so but but real real quick. I know I've been talking for like an hour about this. Real quick, the the idea with this is that I wanted to do a video series. Um, on my YouTube channel this year, I wanted to have like a season. And so it's going to be like a six month long season. There's going to be two parts to it. There's going to be this sort of vlogging journey of it. Um, and then there's also going to be some breakout builds, like actual like woodworking builds of mm-hmm. like how I built this cabinet or this sign and stuff. And so uh, I hope to have the first vlog now that I've bought the truck and I filmed it. I hope to put it out this weekend, possibly. Sick. Cool. There was a YouTuber. You mentioned Vance. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, <clears throat> it popped in my head. You mentioned Vance and this workbench I'm working on. I tore apart my old workbench. I've made so many iterations of that that as I'm reattaching one of the legs that I turned into the base, I look on it and there's the original Vance Maker brand when I built him that. Oh, and tested it. Branding iron. I was testing it. Nice. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. It's under, so it's under the bottom of the bench. Hmm. So cute. That's, that's I was awesome. going to I was gonna say the uh, your idea for having a two-parter, right? So like the vlog and the build. So there was a YouTuber who did something similar. His name is Levi Allen, where they built out like a sprinter van because they were going to live in it. And the guy's a, he's a, basically he's a filmmaker. So the first part of the journey was building out the van and they made it like an off-road sprinter. And then I think they took it up to Alaska. And then the second part of it is them, you know, doing their, it's a husband and a wife thing, and they're doing their cinematography work in Alaska. And that's the second half of it. And they have drones and stuff. So, so it's similar, but obviously not the same journey. Right, yeah, mine is going to be parallel, like the two the two things. But I like I wanted to do this this sort of season in this story, and I know a lot of people don't like vlogs, and I, but I also wanted to do you know woodworking projects out of it because I have some fun ideas for cabinetry mm-hmm. and stuff in there and signage and and the stage will be an interesting build, you know. So uh, that just seemed like a like I'm going to have two different slides, you know what I mean? So you'll know right. by looking at it if it's a vlog or a build, um, and that way I can kind of continue the story. And, and then I'm like uh, looking into getting um, there's. 
uh, a teenage girl that we know that's very into cinematography. I'm thinking about hiring her to come a couple hours a week so I can get some nice motion shots and mm, get some cool. You know, to so I mean, I'll, most of the time she won't be there, obviously, but uh, I can kind of if she comes after school for two hours. I can think about, well, 9 to 3 while I'm working on the truck, I can plan, like, well, when she gets here, I'm going to explain this to the camera and have her walk with me around here and think about it so I can get motion in the shots because that's the big thing that's missing in a lot of build videos. And Right. I think I mentioned it last week, like, you know, um, Paul Jackman's video coming out for this trebuchet he built with with uh, Zach from ZH Fabrications. Mm-hmm. They had a, a, a girl, I'm sorry, I forget her name, I'm so sorry, but she, she filmed this for them, so they got that motion in there, and I was watching it the whole time, and I was like, this is exactly what what is I need for this you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like I need to find it but I, I don't have like a huge budget so I was like oh, I can get a kid I can pay a minimum wage or a little better payment exposure <laughs> exactly <laughs> perfect uh, yeah that's fun yeah so that's that's the big thing I've been up to I think um, I think my biggest problem with vlog style videos right now is that they've gotten like too long right like I don't mind right. a vlog if it's interspersed with build and like let's say there's four minutes of talking and like eight minutes of build or whatever that's chill but when you have like a 23 minute long vlog of somebody like pouring their heart out into the camera i just like i I have no interest in that is that really vlogging or is that just talking into the camera i mean because to me a video vlog is uh, and I don't watch a lot of them. I've, I've watched Casey Neistat's a few, but I watched Jimmy's. And both of them, they intersperse so much stuff in between their talking. Like Jimmy makes a couple of sentences, then there's a scene. And then yeah. and then So that's a, that's that. a vlog so, done well. Is that's, the that's how I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean, I started putting together the first one. And that's how I'm planning on doing mine is to tell a story, you know, have it be somewhat entertaining, hopefully, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. I don't. I'm not gonna just. You know. I mean. And it's a build. So it's like when you when I'm working on this, this is gonna be like the part where I'm like trying to take the inner wall out or remove the seat or add a seatbelt. And like that's not worth a build video. You know right. what I mean? But I can. And I'm not gonna put the effort into filming it. But I'd be like, yeah, this truck. Like for instance, this truck doesn't have shoulder seatbelts and it just has lap belts. And so I definitely want to put a shoulder belt in. So I'm gonna have to install them. If, so that'll if go you, in the vlog. If you can come up. If you can come up with a couple of good demo videos, like when part, like you said, tearing out stuff, actually that could be a good video. And what that's and that's the vlog, right, right, right. So like, well, Vance, like, there's like half a cabinet in there, and Vance is like, he's never even seen HGTV, and he's like, I know. He's like, let's let's get a crowbar and film tearing this apart. And I'm like, yeah, there's like a whole exactly, you know. Yeah. And so now that's that's gonna be the angle. Like, I'm gonna have Vance put some safety goggles on. I'm gonna give him a sledgehammer and be like, go ahead, hit it. But right. then. But then at the same time, there's parts of it, and this is in the first vlog as we were talking about this, there's parts of it that are actually solid wood door cabinets like because they, they're like nice, solid maple cabinet doors about a half inch thick. So I'm like, okay, well, let's take these out first and we'll save those because I'm the reclaimer. And then mm-hmm. this is all garbage, so we can go ahead. You can smash that down, you know. Right. So, yeah. That's cool. I yeah. think that would be interesting. So, so, yeah. so best of both worlds. You're saving, but then you're also getting that little bit of fun, you know. Yeah. Bring the pain. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay well, cool. that's all we have time for. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, my God. Wow, yeah. Just, I'm just, um, just about. Very quickly, I guess. Um, I uh, started filming a video last night for a uh, for that memorabilia box that I talked about last week. And uh, I guess this is a good segue into this week's topic. Uh, we're still calling it we're calling it mystery pain, right? And sort of this, this came up for me because... Um, got this plywood and it looked good right it looked nice it was sanded two side it was 
uniform. When you looked at the edges, there were no voids or anything in it, and it had like a lot of thin plastic. I was like, okay, because what I originally wanted to do is what I wanted to get um, Baltic birch plywood, which is what I always use for projects where it's got to come out nice, right? Um, and in this case, they didn't have it, so I settled for something else. And as I started, I was I'm making half lap joints for the corners. And so as I started nibbling away, you know, like one slice at a time, the plywood started to curl down, right? And so, yeah. <laughs> so then when I went to glue, you know, the half laps, I really had to compress the heck out of them. And they're not lining up properly anymore because there's so much tension in the wood now, which tells me that it was probably laminated while it was still wet or whatever the case may be. And it's only Something. stable because of the glue. And as soon as the glue is gone, it, it moves. Was it much less expensive than the Baltic birch? Well, there was no Baltic birch. And I kind of had to get a move on, much, on the project. How much less was right, it? What I'm uh, saying is, was it? I don't know. It was a five by five sheet of Baltic birch is 42 bucks. And this stuff was probably 37 for a four by eight. So let's say five bucks cheaper, but it's a different size, so it's not comparable. Is it yeah. Half inch? Yeah, both half inch. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so lesson learned. Um, just don't do it unless you've got the right material, because uh, just yeah. But you didn't know you didn't have the right material. You weren't you weren't going into it thinking that it's like I'm going to buy this stuff that's not the right material. Right. right. You thought it would be fine. The thing is, is though, like, and what I really realized was the difference was that the Baltic birch is is um, is half inch of hardwood and this is a half inch of softwood and so no matter how good it looks or whatever it's not comparable it's not the same stability or weight or strength so really if I had to settle for something I should have gone to three quarter inch is what I should have done yeah. Yeah. right anyways lesson learned but uh, this week's episode is called mystery pain um, one, because I slept on my back funny last night and my shoulder hurts this morning and I couldn't figure out why. Um, but also, we wanted to talk about, because I think way back when we first started, we did something called the Imagination Game, which was we sort of tossed out to each other uh, three different materials and you got to make something cool out of it. Like, uh, I don't know, a caster, a hamster wheel, and, uh, and a two-by-four, and you had to come up with something cool. So in this week's game, we're going to play Mystery Pain, and we're going to throw out a problem, like uh, some kind of a mechanical failure or whatever the case may be, is a tool breaks. How would you get around that knowing that it's 11 o'clock at night and you've got this, this item that must be made for your client next day? So um, I think I said something along the lines of like... I, I can start if you want. You clearly have given some thought, so I will hand it off because I didn't. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 well, this actually has happened. So here's a problem that I'm, I'm doing the workbench, um, and I'll, I'll throw it to you. What would you guys do to to fix this? So I'm doing the workbench. I got the drawers that are going to fit in there. Now, the drawers that came on the original Harbor Freight table are uh, two rows of two. So the, uh, right underneath the top of the bench, there's four drawers, right? Okay. So layered. I measured. I measured again. I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm into this build. I got everything going good. I got some redwood uh, planks like shelf boards that I planed down because the sides of what the, the, the drawers are supported on are half inch MDF with, with pretty sticker, wood grain stickers on the side, mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to get rid of all the MDF that was on the table that I could. So I, I 
put my in my planer and it had to be half inch. So I put in my planer this shelf board and planed it all down to write it at a half inch. Go to put this thing together. I know the measurements, everything, and I measured everything right. But it's not the right. It's a mystery measurement, mystery paint, mm -hmm. mystery measurement. So now I set. I got it all finished. I, I did the the treatment I was going to do on to make the color cool. I set the drawer in place and I grabbed the two drawer slides that are the same thickness as the original drawer sides. So that didn't change. Uh, but they're the two-way kind. That has nothing to do with what kind of. As I go to put, I, I put one drawer slide on the side of the drawer, scooted it over, go to put the other drawer slide on the other side, it will not fit. So now, I don't have a wide enough space to put these drawers in and put the drawer slides on. How would you guys fix that? Wait, so the drawer is the drawer's too, too wide. Too wide. So you'd have to make the drawer smaller. Well, the or space The space is too bigger. narrow. The drawers didn't change. <laughs> but okay. yes, the drawer is too wide to fit in with the with the uh, uh, the drawer slides. How okay. thick is the the wall material that the drawer slides are on? Uh, half inch. No, oh, you can't go any thinner. Yeah, I was gonna say you could route like a little groove in there to put the slides in or something, but that's getting pretty thin. Let's go the other I'd way. What are the drawers made out of? Well, the doors are made out of MDF on the sides. Uh huh. So, half inch? but it's the same half inch. Mm. I guess I would, if it were me, I would probably take those drawers apart and, and make them smaller. Mm, I don't want to do that because the drawers are already made, right? I'm. Oh. It's the only thing I'm. How, I'm that, that has MDF on it. How much? How how much bigger are they? Like how much space do you need to lose? I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need about. I'd say. A little less than quarter inch. Oh. Mm. Well, you know, I mean, one thing that pops in my mind is to get different drawer slides, like to make the ones that go underneath. I already bought these on Amazon. Yeah, you can return them on Amazon. Did you already solve yeah. this? Because this sounds like a lot of trick yeah. questions. Yeah. I, I, well, it's not that I solved it. It's it's that I know what I'm going to do to fix it. But we're I'm trying to pose it right. to you guys. I mean, you could take if so it's only you first started saying put it. You saying routing on the sides, yeah. and I, I thought of that. And it's not that the half inch isn't thick enough, but I would have to literally take apart the the bench to get those that right. box that holds these drawers out. Right. I mean, I guess it's only an eighth inch that you have to take off either side of the. So you could just cut an eighth inch off either side of the drawer and make those. Now you're going from a half inch to. You know, I don't know what is that three eighths. That's oh, not the so end use of the your world. router to inset either the slides or on the drawers. Bing, bing, right. bing, bing, bing. Yeah. So it's the first idea Tim had, but on the drawers itself. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my router, and I'm just going to run a little bit of a channel on each side of the drawer where the slide attaches to, and that'll give me, that'll fix the problem. Even though it's MDF, even though it's MDF, it should work just fine. Right. I only need a little tiny bit. See, yeah. And those little drawer slide screws are only, they're dinky. You know. Yeah. See, that would yeah, have never you, occurred to me. I probably would have returned the drawer slides and just made, like, wooden runners or something or have the drawer supported from underneath with something. That's just, like, what well, would come I really my wanted the, du the, tool, the dual – Tim's idea of the dual drawers opening from both sides, right? Yeah. So those slides are kind of specific. And, and those slides are nice, too, like, versus having wooden slides. Like, they're kind of annoying. It gets humid and, you know. Yeah. But yeah. especially with MDF and, and yeah, you know, it would be – yeah, they're kind of so. That's yeah, that's a great. Cause, Way to yeah, think I mean, inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I ran over everything in my mind. Well, first of all, I spent a lot of time just thinking of where I screwed up because it's measured exactly how I measured it, but I didn't come up. I didn't come up with the right measurement to begin with, right? So that's what's so weird about it. And then I thought, okay, if I take it back apart, I can just plane down the 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 sides of this cabinet. 
a little bit more, uh-huh. run it through the planter, but then I got to take off. I really got to disassemble all of this thing that I just finished and painted and did all these things. And then I'm looking at the drawers. And I'm like, what can I do? And I went, wait a minute. Why don't I just route the drawer, the right channel where the slides are going to go anyway on the drawer itself. The pressure of the drawer being inside of it is going to hold everything together just fine. Uh, note that these don't have to hold a lot of weight. I'm going to use all four of these drawers for guitar parts, right? Uh-huh. Because I have this... I have a cabinet that rolls around in my shop that I'm trying to get rid of that holds all my guitar parts. So I thought if, if I can put those underneath, so they're not heavy, yeah. right? It's, but anyway, that's... It's amazing how um, laziness makes us very, very resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> I have found that to be the case too, no joke. Um, by the way, if you don't want to use your router, you could just sort of use your table saw and just sort of, you know... Instead yeah. of using a router, well, I have do the outer widths and then, then router to it, and I can use my fence. Yeah. So the fence will make it. It's one pass. Yeah, Boom. exactly. Flip it around. Hmm. So instead, I, and not not by hand or building a jig. I just on my on my router. But yes, the table saw would work well too. Except that it's going to be about a half inch, maybe a little more than a half inch wide. The channel has to be wide, not very deep, but it does have to be wide enough to fit that drawer slot. It's like, it's like it. ten or twenty. Passes or whatever. Yeah, you have to do multiple passes or something. Or I'd throw yeah. in my dado yeah. stack. Yeah. 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 I, I'd rather just put a router You're bit right in there. The yeah, thing, that's true. Set the yeah. fence where I want do you, it. Do you have a do, router table? I, I got to make. Yeah, it's built in. I, yeah, they, I took a little Craftsman, cheesy Craftsman perfect. one and yep. slammed it into the side of my table saw. Yeah. I have one so in the I can use too. my table saw fence. Yeah. yeah, MDF machine's fine. It'll be nice and machine's easy. Machine's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, again, that I'm, I'm talking like. You know, a little less than an eighth of an inch on each one. Yeah, I'm not, one pass. I'm not insetting the entirety of the the slide. It's just the slide's got a little bump out in it where it'll fit perfectly. Mm. It's it's almost like it was made to be put in a channel. So yeah, I'm not worried about the MDF. It's it's going to be fine. Destiny, yeah. Yeah. destiny, nicely done. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, um I can one. Do it. Well, I, uh, I mean, it's I don't know if it's as good as as this, but uh, I've had this happen. I had it happen twice on the six string bass that I made, um, I, I CNC'd it, it's got lots of curves, um, and then there's two things that, one was that I, I had to recess the bridge deeper than my CNC file, um, so, you know, there's like a rectangle in the top of it, and, but the top is arched, uh, but it has to be flat, like you can't follow the arch as you recess it in, and then on the back of the instrument, I forgot to make a cavity access for the electronics so you have to go in and wire it and then close it up like i just totally forgot to do that in the cnc so now i had to make a, a cavity a hole that you could then fill with a piece of wood yeah you know to go in it and i guess if you watch the video you probably already know actually how i solved it but uh, great news i didn't watch it so i, th- I saw bill nodding i was like oh that's right I, I explained all this in the video so but if you didn't watch it <laughs> so how would you, how would you do that how would you cut flat square pockets into round things around I um I would I would shim it out I would put the guitar on the table shim it out hot glue make sure that the uh, the guitar was stable and then I would put channels on the side you know like uh, I don't know a couple of not two by four maybe like one by threes or something similar to the way that you'd have rails for like a planer sled and then I would make a planer sled I guess yep that's that's basically what I did except for I used um, yep. I used uh, my laser to make a a template for the router oh. on top instead of sleds. So, and I did the same thing. I just shimmed it, and because because okay. there was the left and right sides too, might have had to go in a little. So I wanted to have a stop point, you know. Well, there you but, go. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was that was it. It's just it's like one of those things where, like you know, like you know, if you thought it through, it was easy, but then now it becomes complicated. But it's just time. It's not hard. It becomes annoying. Like, That's what it becomes. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, my I was thinking about like, oh, I could strap it back to the CNC, and this, and I was like, well, if I'm gonna do that, I might as well just put it under the drill press and that's how yeah. i did the back hole i just used the drill press and did that because uh-huh. yeah. hmm. we should we should have a variation of this game where you have to do it the laziest easiest but still good way oh that's the drill press pretty much every time <laughs> 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 uh, yeah it's like it's like a mill that only goes one direction so <laughs> right um okay so i've got one i don't know how it's not, it's not nearly as creative or as good as yours. Um, but assuming that your table saw is belt-driven and, you know, you've got this, this customer who's coming to pick up their thing tomorrow morning and you need the table saw to finish it for some reason and, uh, and you know, your, you, your belt basically tore, how are you, how are you finishing this object that you're, that you're making? Are you asking how would you repair the table saw or, how, or what would you do because you can't use the table saw? Either or. Uh, well, I, there's no way to repair a belt that I'm aware of that would, depending upon what kind of, how much work you could do, you could, you could tie a piece of, le- you could use a belt, like a, le- a leather belt and tie it, I mean, gl- hot glue it if you had to. Um, I don't know how long that would last. Right. Yeah, maybe one cut. Anything you could do with a table <laughs> saw, you can do with a circular saw, so. Right. Pretty much, yeah, that's, that's what I would do. Just bust out the circ saw. Yeah, and, and hate yeah. life. Even if you had to make a makeshift <laughs> table saw out of a circular saw, you ah. can screw a mm. circular saw to a piece of plywood, screw the, screw the base on it, turn it on, lower it down, cuts right through the wood, flip it over, set it on a couple blocks. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, you know what I'm saying? It could be jury rigged, but you've got a little tiny makeshift table saw right there. Uh, that is the correct answer, by the way. That is my favorite uh, Izzy video of all time from the $50 wood shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and that's uh, that was one of the things that drew me to Izzy. I don't know how long was that ago, a decade ago, but uh, you know, he basically set up a wood shop for for fifty bucks. He had a circ saw and a drill and an extension cord, and he was making furniture. And I just sort of fell in love with the whole thing with him, with with making. Like that was it for me. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's a pretty cool. Um, on the belt thing, I, I'm. Trying to remember who it was because it was a long time ago, but uh, someone in one of our the original Facebook group that we all met each other in mm-hmm. had put up a picture of their their lunchbox planer, their Delta lunchbox planer. The yeah. belt in there broke. Okay. And they pulled a belt out of their kid's Lego kit and got it on <laughs> and got oh a cut. God. And it, it worked for a couple minutes, enough minute time to finish the project before that thing shredded. Wow. Uh, but... But uh, I remember seeing that I was just like that guy. I wish I could remember who it was. I was like, I was like hero status, like just absolute hero status for that. Crazy. He so just, this, he, he pulled it apart to see the part. And he's like, hey, that looks kind of like something I saw in my kid's Lego <laughs> shit. That's that's MacGyver right there. If it only yeah, yeah, works yeah. just long enough. Yeah. Hundred um, so, percent. But this did happen to me. Um, I didn't have the crazy deadline, but basically my table saw didn't work because I didn't have a belt anymore. And it's a discontinued model, and and uh, I'm in Canada, and whatever, e e parts replacement or e replacement parts dot com or whatever's in the U S. So what I did was is I um, I tried to find the spec of the belt, and I went to the auto uh, the auto parts store, and I had to go like two or three different times 
you know, I bought a few different ones to see whichever one worked properly. Like it's not just like a, it's not a V belt, right? A V belt, super easy, right? So this right. is a jet table saw. It's one of the ones that's got like several grooves in the belt. So I had to match up the grooves with the pitch on the bearing or the uh, on the pulley. Anyways, it took me two or three trips back and forth, but once I did, I bought three of them, and now I've got two extras just yeah. in case. And sort of that's my advice. If you've got anything with a with a with a belt on it, get a few belts. Yeah, have you seen those belts? The the um, the link belts. links. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I try to keep one around my shop for. Just but that works occasions. with V belts. I don't think that works with this. That wouldn't kind. work with a table saw belt. No. No. No, but it would with I, let's say that would work with my uh, bandsaw. That would probably it probably only work with bandsaw. But it would work with a contractor saw. Yeah. So they're definitely good things to have. Hmm. And you yeah, can adjust work them. So a lot of tools in my shop it would work with because I have a lot of old tools. You know. Right. Yeah. And okay. you don't have to take the whole thing apart, like to put a, like to like on my lathe. To replace that belt, you, there's like a yeah. hundred things you gotta take apart. But with the with those link belts, you can just put them on, and link it. You know, it's like best That's true. since sliced bread. You know, yeah, sliced awesome. bread is younger than Betty White. Fun fact. I I heard that once. Yes, maybe it's maybe it's from you. I don't know. Well, I am a fountain know, of Betty White knowledge, so. I, I want to give a little um, uh, a weird shout out in the middle of this, but James Lipton passed away at 93 years old. Yeah, I saw that. I just thought that was sad. Yeah. Inside the actor's studio. Oh, yeah. that, okay. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Well, isn't that a wrench in the spokes of this conversation? Yeah. Um, Let's keep it alive. Comedy, <laughs> comedy show. Comedy show, Bill. Yeah, exactly. Hey, do you guys think I should... I think I'm going to... Uh, let me just get your approval here. I want to film... The screw up and the fix on my bench, and put it into the video. I think you have to because I oh think my it's God, a brilliant yeah. solution. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before, so it's like I wouldn't have thought to do that. Like I said, I would have I would have done something stupid, like rebuilt the drawers. Right. <laughs> I was thinking about cutting them in half and then gluing them together. Even right. Like, yeah, I've seen that too. Like making it look cool, you know. Right. But they're MDF, that, so that wouldn't have worked. Curve, that curve thickness right. would have been just about enough, too. But they were MDF, right? You'd have to use, like, yeah. pocket holes all the way around the joint. Well, them. no, what's funny is the sides of the drawers are MDF, and the front and back is the Harbor Freight, whatever hardwood they use, and they a uh, right. thousand pieces That would have worked, then? Yeah, so that's what I was yeah. thinking, is to do that, then dowel them together, right. and then just put another eighth-inch sheet across the bottom to seal that all up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, huh. That's even better than the answers we came up with originally. But I do still like Bill's lazy version better. I never got a chance to get to that because I was still down the, the thing. But no, that what Bill's yeah, Bill's is a much a better solution. That's the best yeah. way. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. <laughs> All right, so how do we fix your back now when you you injure yourself sleeping? Uh, pillows. Do we do I we get you, do we get mattress sponsors it, and start talking about mattresses no, for twenty minutes on every podcast? Pillows. I'm seeing more like drugs. Could we get like a drug company? Well, back to set or something. <laughs> Every time I've had a problem sleeping, seriously, unless your mattress is worn just out, your pillows have a lot to do with it. Yeah. Your pillows will wear out too. Yeah. And it's so much easier to replace a pillow than it is to get a sponsor for a purple mattress. <laughs> Actually, no, I think it's pretty easy to get a sponsor. I think it's pretty for a easy, mattress. yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty chill. We could do that. Well, they're not breaking down our door. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. All right. Um, Crickets. Yes. What's um, next? Ha, 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 ha.
Billy, Billy, Billy. Um, okay, let's see what's, 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 what else is going on. Let's see here. Um, well, we have a couple review review. There's a couple, yeah. Yeah, we got a couple reviews. Oh, one from Tips, our boy reviews, uh, Constructicon. Uh, what our oh yeah, our buddy there. Yeah. Um, I I will read this, but I'm gonna because I'm gonna set it up for the next one. I'm gonna say our this first one is from Constructicon. <laughs> That's clever, good for you. Instead of Constructicon, as we usually call them, a Constructicon. Um, I listen while I'm working or I'm driving in the car to the dudes making stools and cigar box guitars. Not the butcher or the baker nor the candlestick maker, but it's Tim, Bill, and Phil, the reclaimed items makers. Reusing materials, sharing tips through my stereo, tricks of the trade, well-rounded show like a cheerio. From junk to pallets to hollow core doors, they build and share ideas that can age you and yours. I share in their pursuit, or should I say chase, making the world a better place by reducing the waste. Whoa. It's, it's a, oh my, that, that needs to have an Emmy attached to that it. That way right more thought went into that than Wow. Yeah. It's like eight, First of all, like Langston, eight mile freestyle right there. <laughs> yeah. Langston, we love you. Yeah. We love everything about what dope. you make and how you make it. You are an example of what this podcast is all about. He's the real deal. Oh, he lives yeah. that life. He creates art and furniture and amazingness out of out of stuff that I never would have thought to use. So we, thank you so much for that love, bro. Yeah, and and we, Thundercats characters. Yeah, and we've mentioned him se- several <laughs> times on the show, but if you don't follow yeah. Constructicon, it's Construct Icon is one word on Instagram. He just puts up these little 30-second to one-minute videos just, A, showing off his amazing tool collection. He has one of everything. And then every time he puts up, a, a, you know, something that he's working on, it's always just like a, oh my God, why didn't I ever think of that kind of thing? Um, just really, really interesting stuff, and I highly recommend everybody go check him out. He's actually my check, my check pick out of the week YouTube now. Channel as well, yeah. same thing on the YouTube construct yeah. icon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does more on Instagram now it seems, but but uh, yeah, 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 it's pick of the week right there from from at least all three of us. <laughs> yes, Bill, I just read this uh, next one in my head. And I've decided that you should probably read it. All right, what do we got here from Crispix? Uh, if you live at the center, hey, of the you got to read, read the title. I, I set oh, you up. Reclaiming with... Con. No, oh, but... Con. Thank you. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. K A H. So I noticed in this one, he's got a lot of references from our last episode, which I think is pretty cool uh-huh. from Crispix. Yeah. Reclaiming Con. If you live at the center of the Venn diagram that includes Palletwood, Star Trek, and guitars, this is the podcast for you. It's the number one source for tips on steaming broccoli, raising lizards, and upsetting <laughs> tradesmen. And the visual aids are like a treadmill for the imagination. <laughs> oh, I love our audience. I really do. They're the best. Yeah, certainly some of them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as they're not those tradesmen. <laughs> Tim, I'm yeah, gonna need you to know how you feel about tradesmen. Uh, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and edit yourself out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it'll be two minutes long if I do. I no, 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 not the beginning part. Just this last little interaction. Oh, just this last part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but why don't you go ahead and share with us um, that that tip you were talking about earlier? Oh, for the tip segment? Um, yeah, let's do a, that. Wow, that was it's not a Yeah, there's a tip segment we yeah. have. It's not a yeah. huge or our mind-blowing tip, but for – and this, is, this will never help Bill. Um, but 
it gets cold in our shops and uh, wood glue does not like to work in the cold and so a lot of people will will bring theirs in and stuff and I found that the wood glue when it's when it's cold it won't work but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily kill the glue the glue will still work again when it warms up so I have a hot water bath for it I have a, I always have a pot of water on my wood burning stove obviously there's other ways to do it, but you can just heat this up you probably heat it up in the microwave even um, I, I haven't I tried that, that. I think that might be a bad idea now that I said it out loud. <laughs> Probably cure. Yeah. <laughs> but you could. Yeah, but, go I ahead mean, and throw this in your microwave. But so when I in the in the winter when it's cold in the shop, you know, the first thing I do is I light the fire, and uh, I have a hot water bath on the stove, and it's cold, you know, when I when I get in. But I just take my glue bottle and I just throw it in the bottle into the the pot of water there, and um, you know, by the time the the, the the shop is warmed up and I'm ready to start gluing because you need the room to be warm too the glue is nice and warm and soft and it's not like that white goopy hard to get out of the bottle it makes yeah. it easy to, to get out and stuff so just a hot water bath for your glue and interesting I mean the other thing you could do is if you do battle with a cold shop is just change the kind of glue you use like you could use like polyurethane glue and uh, that works fine no, in lower bad. temperatures or you can yeah it works fine in lower temperatures but it's not the right glue for a lot of like woodworking either I hate polyurethane. Yeah, but it'll work because it foam. But they're better now. They're not as bad as they used to be with all the foaming and all that stuff. But uh, you can also use construction adhesive. All, all to say that there's a few different options if you're battling with a cold shop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, keep your bottles warm. Some people build yeah. those little, um, those little sort of warming cabinets. You know where you've got a, like a light bulb in there. Yeah. Like a little 25 water, like a G16 or something, that just to sort of keep it warm enough. Where it stays, where the viscosity um, doesn't get too uh, too thick. I, I can tell you that uh, from having a lizard that uh, they sell that fits in a light socket heaters. They're mm. little ceramic, almost like a stovetop element. It's, you know, a well, heater it's element like a, a light socket. It's like an easy bake oven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, but yeah, but yeah, the guys at Total Boat had that set up um, in their workshop. Uh, for epoxy because if it was cold and you, the epoxy should cure in a warm temperature so they had a little box they built like that with a light bulb in it and, hmm. well, there you go. and just the, it just insulation on the insides you know yeah right. it's a good idea oh. uh, let's go like to it. what grabbed our attention this week let's go to Tim this time I got a message on jeez oh, I don't have the name in front of me um, but I got a message on Instagram from Michael who was the one of the when we were last week, I was reading out from our stats the the longtime listeners. Yeah, um, and I think you were saying that one of them was Spags, like a, <laughs> an alias. Yeah, and, uh, and it was not. It was Michael, and he wrote in to say that he is a real person. <laughs> he's not a Spags like a friendsta account, and um, and he's been listening for a long time and loves our show still, and he still listens, and he listened. He emailed me like within days of that, so he's still like a regular listener. So thank you, Michael. I'm sorry I don't have all the information in front of me, but um, uh, so I just wanted to mention that that we there are real people that listen to us still. What? That's hysterical. Amazing. Not just bags hate listening. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't hate listening. He's bumping up our numbers by using all these fake names. It's great. <laughs> I reject your reality and choose my own. Correct. <laughs> that is correct, sir. Uh, Billy, Billy Boy, what are you watching? What, is, what are you obsessed with? Um, well, I, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. So I saw on my Instagram feed, uh, Jessie uh, Weta. She posted something with her and Brent. They're going to be at something called Maker's Summer School. 
I'm like, Maker Summer School with Brent and Jesse, and they're going to be doing like a beginning 101 uh, blacksmithing tutorial. I'm like, what is this thing they're talking of? I must look at this on the website. So Maker Summer School is a website. You go there. It's a big thing. Everybody's going to be there. Another Yet another event, two-thirds across the country that I'm not going to be able to go to. Where is but it? as I'm scrolling through all the uh, – Cleveland, Ohio, June 11th through the 14th. And uh, so this is just – I, I'm like, holy Moses, the, 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 the list of instructors for all the different stuff they're going to be having, it's like a get-together. But it's not like um, it's not like Jimmy Duresta only experience level, guys. It's like everybody's there just showing and sharing what they know. It's great. J.D. Brewer. You know who J.D. is, the welder. We met him, or I met him. Anyway, oh, yeah, and I didn't list everybody because I didn't know everybody, but I picked everybody that I've either met hugged or I'm a fan of and it's most of these people JD Brewer Derek Forster Derek Derek from Malden Derek Derek Jimmy's buddy uh, Chad Gross Claws he's going to be there our, our, one of our top sponsors uh, Caleb Harris uh, a guy I know from the group Tanda Hedrick met Tanda at uh, uh, Maker Fair Paul Jackman little guy you may know of him he's going to be there um, Laura Kampf is going to be there. Brett McAfee Winston Moy who I admire Andrew Setters we love Andrew and Jesse Uetta. There's a, an entire uh, a bunch of other makers that are going to be there doing a thing. So check out on the at least if you can go, I would go. I would absolutely go if I was closer. Makers Summer School caught my attention coming up in oh, June. June. Yeah, my truck's ready. Maybe I'll drive it out there. Hmm. There I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it'll be ready. There you go. <laughs> you go. Uh, that sounds hey, cool. You get. Uh, Tim, if you're getting to be big time enough, you can sponsor me, and I'll go. Well, we'll talk. All right. We'll, we'll do lunch. Will we? Yeah, we'll, I don't know if we yeah. will. Well, um, yeah. we'll talk. I um I've been watching a channel called A Glimpse Inside, and it's uh, Chris, and he built his dream shop, and uh, and he sort of walks you through how he built it and what everything cost and how he paid for it. And it was um, a deeply intimate look into his personal finances and like decisions that, that he and his wife has, have made as a family. And I thought it was just a really, um, I don't know, poignant, like really crazy thing to sort of be that vulnerable with, with the public. And I admire what he did and I'm impressed by his candor. And, uh, and obviously I'm super jelly of the actual shop, but the whole approach that he took where he just told you what everything cost and, and literally how he paid for it and what his employment status is right now, like, I'm blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. And, uh, and congrats, Chris, and super happy for you. And, uh, and, and keep on being amazing. And that's where I'm at. That's nice. On that. Interesting. On I that. Like Check that out. So, fun fun times. Uh, let's see what else is on the rocket docket here. Uh, looks like nothing. Our websites, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, and newperspectivesmusic.com. Guys, I want you to contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, yelling at Bill. It's all welcome. We love hearing <laughs> from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Or this goes without saying, but you can always, you know, hit us up on all of our own personal, um, you know, social media uh, avenues and things like that. Um, uh, iTunes reviews, 
super important. Obviously, we read out all the five-star reviews and we we hush all anything lower than that. But although we don't really get anything lower than that. So keep on leaving us those five-star reviews, everybody. And uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. For only a dollar an episode, you get access to the pre-show. And that's super cool because that's where we figure out what we're going to be doing every episode. And it really is an inside baseball kind of look at the show. Um, you know, you get kind of, it's a VIP um, behind the scenes. And it's really, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think for $10, you get to have your name read out at the top of the show, which is great and, uh, and a lot of fun. And you get to support the show. And uh, I think we're moving beyond four years now on the air. And it's, uh, it's still a ton of fun. So thanks, everybody, and have a great week. Bye, everybody, and uh, we love you, Sparky. Yes, thank you, and be good.